This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief Spartan 117. Welcome to Quality Time, the KO Koala Entertainment Podcast. Anthony and Skyler will take it from here. Master Chief, out. Hello and welcome to Quality Time, the Kale Koala Entertainment Podcast. I'm Skylar Sokol. I am Anthony Nicolos. Nicolos. That was so edited in post. That was beautiful. Yeah, that that all that auto-tuned in post. Uh, <laughs> today we're here for part two of our very exciting gamer data series. <gasps> From Limelight yes. Networks. From Limelight Networks, graciously freely released this data and we were able to get access to it but before we jump into it anthony we have something to say yes what happened skyler on our discord people found some mysterious messages in our trivia system during the giveaways they followed those messages explored the nooks and crannies discovered the knowledge and and what happened anthony and they found out that we are making a single-player physics FPS called Agora. Agora. Get it, go to our pages. You can watch the reveal trailer. You can wishlist it on Steam. And go, in fact, check it please, out. please, God, please, if you're listening to this and you care, even a slight shred, if we've ever done anything for you in your life, even given you a chance to win some fucking money with the giveaways, anything, please consider wishlisting the game. You don't even need to you have to like turn around and buy it when it eventually yeah. comes out. Don't, don't even buy it. Just wishlist it for now. <laughs> if we hit five to 10,000 wishlist, Steam's going to put us on the popular upcoming page and it's going to make it much more likely that we hit our sales goals so that we can quit our jobs and do this uh, full time. Anyway. Agora. Agora is the name of Agora. our game. Let's jump into it, dude. So, Anthony, you of all people probably... Well, you have problems with your hard drive space, but not necessarily with your download speed at home. Thankfully now, not. Thankfully apparently... Not. Apparently, this was a big enough topic that they decided to survey people about this, but apparently gamers are frustrated when their downloads are slow. I Seems can't believe crazy to that. <laughs> wow. Wow. Shocked. Shocking. And in fact, it looks like uh, pretty much across the board, 87% of gamers find the process of downloading video games frustrating. Who the fuck is the 13% who doesn't give a fuck? I don't, freaks, I don't know. Man. And in fact, in That's some India, huge dick energy right there out of that thirteen percent. In India, ninety-four percent of people said that the download process is frustrating. Ninety-four mm. percent. Are they Damn. still on like GSM down there? Like Pro- not- probably. <laughs> yeah, they got that land cafe or well, if you're at a land cafe, you don't have to download the game, so it must be their home internet. There's a lot of people in India. Those land yeah. cafes cannot have enough space for everyone to be downloading shit. Now, uh, China is are the people who found it the least frustrating. I'm not that surprised by that. I think they have pretty like good internet within the country, and they're downloading their internal games, and so I can see how their download process would maybe be a little easier um, and a little less frustrating just because of the consistency of their you know government it like provided right. internet or whatever. Right. But I, I think one thing that's so the the way this data is laid out is uh, 
they they broke the question into like categories of what people found the most to be the most frustrating part about their download speeds, their download experience. Like there's a percentage that's like I don't find it frustrating, which like you were saying, China's highest in that regard. The other ones are the length of time it takes to download is the most frustrating thing. When it doesn't work, like when downloading doesn't work, is the second option. And the third one, which is getting the most hate by far, is when the download process is interrupted and I have to start over again. Which, which sounds like an extension of when it doesn't work. I'm not sure how those those categories break out, but... Yeah. I'm not yeah, really sure how yeah. they differentiated the that two. That is but. frustrating, dude. Like, if you have to start the download over, you wait like 20 minutes, start over, that shit sucks. You're like 60 fucking gigs into Red Dead Redemption 2 <laughs> yeah. and you have to start over? Oh, that's ass. Yeah. Yeah. But so I, yeah. I have you, has that happened to you before? Like, Very extremely rarely. Yeah, Maybe sometimes I've downloaded a Steam game. There's been like corrupted files. You have to verify the game cache. That takes a while. Or maybe reinstall the game, oh, but it's so rare. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. Like you said, China's the least upset about it. Um, in, I'm sorry. Yeah. And India is the uh, most. Yeah. As they're, they're most frustrated. Yes. The most so frustrated. I'm looking at some of these other data in this topic there. It splits it by age groups, but the data isn't very interesting. Uh, there, it also splits it by quality of gamer, if you will. Um, and also, the data isn't really skewed in any which way there. Um, mm-hmm. So, honestly, not that interesting of a question when you're just asking something that's pretty common sense, I think. Generally speaking, people hate when it gets interrupted mm-hmm. and starting over. And the second was uh, like how long it takes to download. Yep. So, yeah. Okay. So... Now, this is an interesting topic. We mentioned this during the last part. Our interest in what about console gaming, next-gen consoles, how do like the gaming platform affect people's opinions? So these are, these are questions about um, whether gamers would upgrade to a next-gen console for upgraded technology, updated technology, whether okay. it's for faster gameplay for the next generation games or for the updated technology, i.e. 8K video support, enhanced controller, etc. Okay. Now, it looks like updated technology and faster gameplay are the top reasons for upgrading game consoles. Next gen games, not as much of a concern, which is interesting. I don't Weird. even know they what does faster it? gameplay even mean. They does that just mean it loads faster? Really? They didn't care about the games that apparently not apparently not well that is that is weird um strange and maybe that's the reality of like all these games being released cross-platform now on every gen maybe they don't care as much yeah maybe it's not as big of a deal um now interestingly gamers in the uk and us are the least interested in upgrading their consoles hmm. while the highest interest came from china and vietnam I, I, sheesh, that, yeah, I, that, that shocks me. I'm not sure the, the, the point you just made is a good one about why, why do these people not care about the games? The other, I, this was done, these, these, this poll was done in 2020. I mean, I would uh, No, this argue, is 2021 data. I believe this was done this year. Okay, so it was earlier this year. There's just like, I don't know, the next gen games for both consoles, there's not a ton right now. It's you know? true. And if people were thinking about that, that could have skewed their answer yeah. for sure. So anyway, that's yeah. 
that's interesting. Now, when I think you asked the question of like, what does faster technology, faster games mean? Um, I assume it's load times, right? If it's load times, that's what I was going to say. It makes sense. Um, I, I, I feel like they would have phrased that differently if it was, if, if it was talking about frame rate, but um, I think so too. load times are a, greatly improved for in this new generation of consoles with the ssds so yeah that could could be yeah interestingly yeah uh i mean this isn't that surprising that older gamers are less interested in upgrading their consoles than younger gamers um i could see younger gamers wanting that new hotness and also the aspiring professionals and experts are the ones who are most interested in upgrading as opposed to the casual gamers or novices Yep. Uh, also surprised. not surprising. Yep. So cool. Let's move Next on. Next one. Yeah. This is price and performance are major factors in subscribing to a con- Oh, so this is Stadia and cloud gaming question. Hmm. Of the following options, which is most likely to prevent you from subscribing to a live streaming console gaming service such as Google Stadia? Content, as in the content is too limited. Performance, as in there are performance issues. Price, as in the cost is too high, or privacy, as in you're afraid it's going to leak your data to China mm. or whatever. No. <laughs> or I guess if you're in China, leak your data to the U.S. I don't to know. Trump directly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. So, yeah, what do you think? What What is your opinion on that? Because I know you don't have a Stadia. You haven't looked into that at all. What do you think is stopping you? Uh, I mean, I do have Game Pass, which comes with xCloud. Right. For what it's worth. But... Um, I would say, generally speaking, the thing that's mostly uh, what, the, like, I was going to say performance, like, basically, how well, um, w- given a normal internet connection, does it do? Like, is it worth it? You know, from that perspective. Um, but I probably wouldn't even consider it if it didn't have games I wanted to play. So, so content. You know, yeah, content is probably first. Performance close second. Games have, yeah, have to be there, but it's, it's got to perform well. Interestingly, the global result was that the cost is too high, which really? is crazy to me because most of those services are pretty affordable in my mind compared to buying a console and games. Yeah. Unless that price is including like buying a computer with internet, which maybe in some of these countries it does. If we look at the U.S. specifically, though, even in the U.S., 54, 6.4% of respondents responded with the price being the highest. Hmm. And then the second highest is 21.6% on performance being the next highest. 14.7% on content and then 7% on privacy. I mean, maybe part of the reason why that the price is so high is because people are not viewing this as an alternative to console. They're viewing this as an add-on. So this is kind of like, is it worth it does the is does the is the cost worth the like additional experience of having the convenience to play from anywhere occasionally yeah. it's not my replacement for my console i guess and maybe that's people's perspective and maybe that shouldn't be their perspective and once the technology gets there it won't be considering the fact that everyone's bitching about internet speeds it sounds like we're gonna right they're, they're right. gonna need to wait a little bit before uh the technology can get to the point where where it can be a swap for a console or a more casual experience. I do think that's the future, but it may be right now it's still viewed as um, auxiliary uh, kind of a feature thing. Totally. Now, about age groups, it looks like the age groups were consistent in their answers. Everyone answered in this this ranking. But 
The one interesting, uh, you know, ripple in the data is experts, gaming experts, were the only ones to say that performance was their major issue rather than price, whereas everyone else was on price at the top. It's kind of weird, though, they still didn't say content. Like, even the professionals, it's like, well, why would you want to play that thing if the games you want don't want to play aren't there? I mean, maybe the reality is that the content of most of these things is pretty good already. That's what I'm so saying. Maybe, maybe that's they, not the concern. they're rolling with an assumption that, like, it will be there, which is fine. I just feel like I mean, I think content is one of the strongest aspects of most of these services at this point. Like, most of them are offering a yeah, good group of games. Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. like, all of them, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it is. It's good. Good selection. Now, this next category I love. I, I didn't even know this was part of this, but this is great. The question is, what daily activities have you missed due to playing a video game? <laughs> what are the, the options? options? are, yes. You tell me yes. We'll both answer yes or no for each of these. Okay, all right. Showering. Yes. No, I've not no, missed. Mi- I've never missed well, showering. I okay, I... Yeah, I shower like every other day or at once at night. So for me, it's not like weird. Fucking but savage over I, here. I'm sorry. I don't produce that much negative scent. I, but then again, you exercise vigorously like every day. You go so, to the arcade. I know you're sweating your when, ass when off I do that, the okay, arcade. Whenever I sweat at the arcade, I shower. Okay, just for okay. The That's good. Don't, That's good. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but this was before that when I didn't leave my house. I can't even tell you, dude, outside of like camping, the last time I haven't taken a shower in a day, at least one. Damn. Like That's I can't, crazy. I can't even remember the last That's time. That's crazy. That that, we have different, different life in that aspect. Next yeah. is missed a meal. Definitely yes. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, like sometime in my life, definitely. Yeah. For sure. Missed sleep. Definitely yes. Yeah. Yeah. Missed socializing. I mean, yeah, I've decided to like not go socialize in order to play a video game. The only form of social interaction that i'm counting as potentially missable is not hanging out with Brittany. all the other ones like i wouldn't want to go beyond instead of gaming anyway <laughs> that's so, just you yeah, yeah so for like me guaranteed yes so for me it's probably uh uh no i haven't ditched socialization what, you mean, no you you mean because because you ditch socialization I, 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 always yeah like <laughs> That means it's always. Yes. I feel like ditching socialization means you wanted to do the socialization, but the game was so good you did the game. You know, maybe, maybe, and I that know. missed work. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, I've taken off work for all the Halo releases since I started working. So, yeah. yes. Um. All right. So I'm gonna take a what? week off for Infinite, baby. Yeah, you are. Now, what do you think? I mean, the highest item is not surprising. It's missing sleep. I yeah. think that's like the most common thing that video games do. Next, we have a tie basically between missing meals and missing socializing, followed by missing showering and then missing work is the lowest. Hmm. That sounds pretty reasonable. Hmm. Showering is so fucking fast. Well, I mean, okay, that's biased towards my perspective on a dude showering is so fast. But, yeah, exactly. Um, right. God, like what? You take a fucking long shower and it's like 20 minutes. Like, come yeah, on. Yeah, but you know? I don't know. For me, I feel like showering is such a waste of time. Sleeping is a waste of time. Wow. that t- Talk about fucking waste of time. It's like <laughs> I for seven hours, I just sit in this pile of smush. God. <laughs> anyway, next one. Uh, I, I'm just looking at... The the country data isn't that interesting. It looks like um, 
In England, they ditch meals. That's how they're it looks so like skinny. In Indonesia, they did the most missing of anything. Fifty-seven <laughs> percent missed sleep. Forty-four percent missed showers. Um, Damn. Yeah, Bold. and then gamers in Vietnam took the top spot in missing meals. And South Korean respondents missed the fewest showers and meals. Those fucking responsible South Koreans. <laughs> okay, I want to see this one broken down, though, by the categories. By here. age or by gamer level? Oh, there's age. I missed the age. Okay, yeah, first by age. I- I'm looking at age, and honestly, it's the data is pretty consistent across all the age groups. There- there's not that much variance. Yeah, I agree. Uh, except the 60-plus group seems to really hate missing showering. Other than the- Oh, but it does. The percentages sort of do trend downward uh, in some of the categories as you get older in showering and meals, work and socializing go downward as the people get a little bit more responsible. But sleep (laughs) seems to go sort of in the opposite direction a bit with like the 46 to 60 age group actually missing the most sleep from video games. Yeah. Damn, the Candy Crush is real. Yeah, right? You're like in your bed playing Candy Crush, like twitching, because you're like, <laughs> need to beat level 6,482. Dude, you get into fucking clan war with Clash of Clans while you're getting ready for bed, and that's another fucking 30-some hey. minutes, man, that you're in there, and some guy's like, oh, I need troops. You kick off like a dragon thing, and you're like, well, fuck, I have to chill here for 20 minutes while I wait for my dragon to come back. Anyway, that's... Yeah, this next one, though... Aspiring gamer level, yeah, the gamer level in their relation to this, yes, it's still consistent. It's actually like I'm not even sure they didn't fuck this up because the numbers are <laughs> literally the same as ages. I don't know if you see that, but the percentage of like the 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 summary of the percentage of them being oh affected yeah, look at is that. The, the averages are the same. So oh, no, uh, that makes sense. That makes sense. The average should be the same. Because it's all of the data combined. Oh, yeah. Sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. As you can tell, I'm a professional data analyst. Professional mathematician. Uh, um, <laughs> aspiring professionals are the ones who, missed who had showers, the highest showering. <laughs> professionals well, hey, and experts dude, missing showering. How many like eSports tourneys have you been to? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They yeah, smell like ass. Yeah, uh, if you go to a Smash tournament, that's the one. Yeah. That's the one. That, that is the worst smelling gaming tournament. Dude, I'll tell gaming you. tournaments smell like fucking ass, so this data backs it up. Yeah. The hey, second- and, and all I'll say is the fact that I'm willing to miss showers more than you just means that I'm a better gamer. You can take it. <laughs> I just Me and my clean self are, are fine with that. The ne- so the next... The aspiring professionals have also. I'm I'm looking at their percentages relative to the other ones. Yeah, they have a the highest level of missing um, socializing, socializing, yeah, uh, and work so, as well. Yeah, for for gaming. Which yeah, how, makes how sense. do you miss work if you're a pro gamer? I mean, I guess they're aspiring pro yeah. gamers, right? So they have a, a separate job. But but yeah, um, but yeah, they're fuck friends. I'm gonna be a pro gamer. That's what that's where they're at. I want to go down to novice. They lose sleep by far more than the other things. Right, sleep. but uh, ironically, casual gamers are the ones missing the most sleep. Yeah, they're missing the most sleep. 
but I, crazy. But yeah, novices, you're right. There's a big disparity between them missing sleep and missing other responsibilities. Whereas in the professional and expert groups, there's not as much of a disparity. They're sort of missing everything. It's funny. Casual gamer has a lower percentage and really like the lower work percentage. I miss work percentage than novice. And that's yeah. because in casual gamer, you start to become cognizant of the fact that you play hours of video games a week you feel guilty and you don't quit work a novice is just like getting into it they're just novice doesn't realize candy crush they don't realize they're on the on the way into addiction you know like (laughs) oh no this is a this next one is a dangerous question let's go Uh, anthony my answers do not reflect our uh on our job personalities. How many gamers play games at work? How often do you play video games during work? I think we'll have to distinguish between work from home and work from the office, too. I don't know if they distinguish here. Here, they, they don't. It's just times. So I'll say, when I work from the office, I ba- I never play video How can games. you play a game from our I guess office? on your phone? I mean, for casual oh, okay. gamers, right, you could. Okay. But if I don't. You're count- if you're counting mobile phones, have I ever like checked my Clash of Clans base while at work yeah probably maybe like know? once though right yeah or like i play chess sometimes but it's when i'm like in the hallway or like right i'm not like, like sitting in the bathroom. There fucking like fighting people in clash of clans right now if i'm working from home like well so i but this is what i think about working from home when i'm working from home i have the flexibility of putting in my hours it's different like if i'm at the office so because so my answer like working from home is i have never played video games while i charge time to work right well our job is complicated because we charge right. like hours but for a normal salaried employee they like that's just all it's saying is during work hours yeah and what i'm saying is like working from home like what hap- would happen to me a lot of times is i'd wake up first thing in the morning i'm fucking working by like 6 a.m like i'm doing shit and then at noon i like get lunch and it like I don't want to jump right back into work, so I'll sp- I'll take some hours of doing other stuff. But you're doing telling studio me like, work. if your code's compiling, you've never like picked up a game and played like around a Rocket League or something. Um, there was when I was because that's Hall- the kind of stuff that I would do, right? When I'm like running a DevOps pipeline, it's gonna take 45 minutes, and I don't have much else to do. You know, I'll play a, a run of Binding of Isaac or something. I mean, but it's still kind of like the same thing of like. No, because I'm charging my time because I'm I'm actively like working. I'm doing this pipeline, yeah. right? I, if I if I am playing video games, I'm not counting it towards time, but that's just like kind of my oh, own. Okay, well, prerogative. Too good of a person, I guess. Too good. Yes. Yeah. So I if if I gave that much of a shit about CACI, maybe they would like. No, I do do they stuff would retain like, us better. Like when we were working, <laughs> when when I was working when I'm working from home, and I'm like about to chill on the couch i'll be like this is a great time to kick off a hololens build you know Mm -hmm. because those take a long time but i'm not like counting that as work you know what i mean you're not but i don't know when i work from home the hours kind of bleed you know you're you're a workaholic so you're not a great (laughs) person for this question but i want to know the answers of the plebs Yeah, yeah yeah what's the answers of the of the people who are not anthony if it was all Anthony's, they would never work, play video games during work, and they would work, you know, eighty thousand hours a week. So let's look at let's look at the normies. Um, the normies. So it looks like globally interesting. So aside from never playing games at work, which is fifty one point six percent globally, playing games once a week is actually more common than playing games once a month. 
So if people are playing games at all at work, at work, it's usually once a week. Hmm. And then hmm. once a month and then daily. So that's interesting. So yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised about the high not at work percentage. There's such a variety of jobs. If you're a right, fucking right. Amazon if, like we're in, we're in a guy, job where we have the opportunity like right. even there's, a there's lot so of many jobs, jobs that have no opportunity. Right. So I'm not surprised by that. Um what's the percentage of people who are daily? The now, average. Globally it's thirteen point eight percent, but it actually varies wildly by country I'm I'm seeing. Let's so let's talk US numbers for now. In the right. US, it goes in the more expected order. Eighteen point eight percent play once a month, thirteen point nine percent play once a week, and then oh actually no, it's not at the expected because then sixteen point eight percent play daily. Huh. So in the US, daily is actually more common than weekly. Now if we look sense. at fucking China, dude, <laughs> 28.8% do not play games at work. So they mostly do. 20% lower than the average. Yeah. And 34.6% of I'm those telling people you, play you games at work, play games. Criticize daily. the government if you are alienated in virtual worlds, okay? <laughs> Like, 34.6% playing video games daily in yeah, China. The highest. The highest. People who play games at work at all are playing them daily. Crazy. Whereas in fucking South Korea, obviously, 64.5% not playing games, only beaten by Germany, and, you know, the most of them are playing them once a German. month. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, Damn. there you go. Very, very interesting. Now, by age, I feel like this shouldn't be surprising, but mobile games, you know, always throw a wrench in this shit. Right. Um, it looks like, uh, let's see, playing games not at, like playing games at work at all. It looks like the twenty six. See, eighteen to twenty five is weird because a lot of eighteen to twenty five year olds are not working; they're in college. Yeah. So, I'm not sure about how that one works, but if we look at twenty six to thirty five. 44.7% don't play, and then the, the numbers go up from there. Although, the 60-pluses actually play games at work more often than the 46 through 60s, probably because they're about to retire and don't give a fuck anymore. They got those, like, greeter jobs at an office. They're just right, sitting in front of the computer, like, I'll like throw a few crush. rounds of, like, Valorant in between saying, hi, how are you doing? Yeah, and the younger people are playing more often. More often are they playing daily than the older people. Okay. Interesting. Now, um, not surprisingly, as it goes up the video gamer level values, they play more and more often at work. From 64.7% not playing at work at the novice level to 25.7% not playing to work at the aspiring professional level. They got to get their shit in, man. No, yeah. These kids, I mean, like, I watch uh, 100 Thieves Asuna, a uh, professional Valorant player, Play literally stream on at like the official Hundred Thieves compound, officially endorsed by Hundred Thieves, while he has like his class lecture going in the background. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, that doesn't count as work, but it's very equivalent, what? right? Yeah, dude, come on, he didn't do class lecture. He's like, fuck that, dude. He's a pro Valorant player for Hundred Thieves, man. Right, right, exactly. So that's that. Um, Interesting. Moving on to our next one. Let's see, we got a. Got a couple left. Yeah, just a few left. Okay. We got entertainment preferences for watching TVs and movies versus playing video games. So Would this you rather actually, this is ahead. interesting because we kind of talked about this um, and how it could affect the um, 
the remember how I was saying what's the average amount of hours you spend playing games and we were saying yes. maybe it could be skewed per country depending on what other forms of entertainment they engage with so I'll be interested yes. I'll be interested. yeah and interestingly um this is something huge for me because the answer to me is almost always I'd rather play a video game than watch a TV show or movie uh, the only times where that doesn't happen for me are if I'm with someone who I don't have a video game to play with in person at that time. It's basically the only time I'll watch a TV show or a movie over playing a video game. Um, so looking okay. at this, in half the countries surveyed, there's a strong preference for playing video games over watching media. Those countries are China, India, Indonesia, Vietnam. Those countries have like a... 50% more people want to wa- play games than want to watch movies. But if we get to our boys, the U.S. and the U.K., in, in the U.K. and South Korea, South Korea very slightly, the U.K. a little more skewed, are the only countries that would rather watch a movie or a TV show than play a game. The U.S. has 52 versus 47%. Uh, playing games over watching movies and TV, so it's very. Dude, that's close a fucking big deal, man. That's a big deal. It is. This is. I can't believe how skewed. I'm looking at the data here. It is for like India and Vietnam, man. That's crazy. Well, and, Ch- and China too. China right? too. Like, these China countries. Too. These countries are all like, yeah. We're uh, talking like seventy percent to twenty five. Fifty percent more people would rather play games. Like crazy amount. Yeah. That's that's awesome. I like yeah, yeah. go go those countries. We should have. Whatever games they're playing, we need here. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they probably would say the opposite. They're like, I want the good. Oh, I want that good stuff, man. I want Breaking Bad. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, and th- we talked about that. You know, the United States has access, ha- has easy access to all the best, you know, most popular shows and blah, right. blah, blah. Um, so that could influence some stuff. But yeah. I didn't United, expect that. I, I didn't big expect of a the skew. United States. I didn't expect, considering that we're going across the whole age demographic, for the United States to actually be losing, like for video games to be the majority of. I, I agree. United Even States. if it's a slight majority, I am. I am impressed as well. Good job, U.S. You're getting there. <laughs> now, if we look at age groups, uh, unsurprisingly, I think the old, the younger age groups are more likely to want to play video games than watch TV. Whereas it gets closer as they get older. I see. But, uh, I mean, but it is like video games are sizably in the lead from an age perspective until you hit the 46. Yeah. In fact, in our age group, the 26 to 35 age group is the one that is the most skewed towards video games. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. Um, aspiring professionals and experts prefer playing video games to watching TV and movies. (laughs) I'm shocked. Yeah, it's the yeah. it's the it's yeah. only the novice category is the one that has novices generally prefer watching movies and shows right. than playing games. Everybody else prefers playing games. Um, now this is globally, um, but yes, yeah, yep. It would be interesting to have a per country breakdown of some of those numbers. Uh, I um, agree, that would be cool. So anyway, next, what type of gamer are you? Hey, I th- what, we, I mean, I'm we talked about this last time, right? But this is how people self-identify as gamers. So the last now, one was based off of some kind of a quantification. Yeah. So now, are you metric. a not? Now, let's ask ourselves. I think I know both of our answers. Are you a novice, a casual gamer, an expert, or an aspiring professional? 
I assume yeah, we're both experts, right? This well, what is this based off of? My skill level? No, just based on uh what, you know what type I mean? of gamer you are. It's up to you, I guess. It's up to you to interpret the terms for yeah, yourself. Yeah, I, I would if I had interpreted for myself, I wouldn't put myself in casual. I put in expert. Right. No, yeah. me as well. And I don't I there were times where I would maybe have been aspiring professional, but I don't know if that's the case anymore. We are aspiring professional game developers. <laughs> now, looking at this, uh most gamers are casual gamers. I'm not surprised by that, especially or seeing self-identify the, like, as casual gamers. Right. Especially seeing the mobile statistics from earlier, right? People yeah. who prefer mobile games. This is unsurprising. Um, with expert actually being the next, and then novice. So I guess if someone is more than a casual gamer, they're more likely to consider themselves an expert. Gamer you got all the fucking diamond gamer. threes in Rocket League pushing expert up. <laughs> no, you mean all the like gold ones saying they're all the Lynx Potters. <laughs> the ceiling in, uh, shot too. Yeah, exactly. Oh, saying they're experts. That's yes. it. Um, yes. And then obviously professionals being the least. You have the whole Halo multiplayer community that complains about Sprint bumping expert up, you know? Right, <laughs> right, exactly. Are you an expert gamer? I don't think Halo should have Sprint, so yeah. <laughs> but now it would be interesting to have some data. I would just be curious if we could see in which in these countries how recently gaming has become more popular in those countries and whether that has a uh, effect on how likely someone is to feel like they're an expert gamer versus like a novice gamer, right? Because if you've been experienced game games for longer, I would expect more people to think they are experts. Right. You know what I mean? But like a country that recently gained more access to video games, like maybe Indonesia, for example, on this chart, has a lot of novice gamers and very few expert gamers. The most of any of these countries, maybe they have only recently gotten more access to gaming. Yeah. Um, but yeah. What the fuck? South Korea only two point seven percent. Again, surprising given their our aspiring l- professionals. Our aspiring professionals, given like the size of media coverage for their scenes, their totally. sports scenes. Yeah, the professionals there get huge notoriety, so that is really interesting. Yeah, I think uh, South Korea has been arguably the most interesting. Set yeah, of or data. at least challenge the stereotypes we have about their. Yeah, their the assumptions for that we sure. have for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Now it's how it says appears. It appears that over the course of the past year, many novice players have advanced their level of play, saying that they are experts or aspiring professionals instead. Last year, twenty five percent of gamers were novices, whereas now only fourteen percent say they are, and fifteen percent were experts, whereas the now twenty two percent say they are. It's the COVID effect. They got pro at games. <laughs> I'm home. I'm gonna fucking go pro, mom. Yep. And now, the last question is about events of the past year. Okay. Because as we've said, many people started playing games over the past year or got more into it. Um, in the past year, have you done any of the following? Started playing video games. Started playing video games daily. Made new friends through online gaming. Started watching others play video games. Okay. Now... Very interestingly to me, I don't know how they got the people who were surveyed for this survey, but 64% of the people in this survey started playing video games in the past year. Wow. That's, that hmm. has an interesting effect on the rest of this data, in my opinion, too. Yeah, I agree. They saved right? it to the end. <laughs> yeah. Like this is why they gave it away for free. Right. And 60% of the survey started playing video games daily. 
not necessarily the same group, but like so a lot of people from from uh started playing games daily in the past year. 52% made friends through online gaming and 56% started watching others play video games. I mean gaming had a huge fucking year because of uh, COVID. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We, we we just got news after news of like you know revenue goals being broken you know the most software sales ever for video games from publisher A B C literally every like you couldn't make enough games last year honestly is what it seemed like and it, I mean you couldn't keep up with the hardware demand of course there was like chip shortage and everything like that but like shit is was just it was all about gaming gaming was such a huge part yeah. of the effect um really benefited i guess you could say from the covid situation um but yeah that is interesting 60 percent made new friends a lot of people um the majority of people did make new friends gaming this last year yeah, which is cool i think online gaming is becoming more of a thing. People are more willing to like go into the online gaming world and make friends, and it's becoming more accessible as well with like games like Among Us and stuff, right? So, right, yeah. We um, also don't know the sample size of this uh, study. So we right? do actually. I'm looking oh, at do. the bottom, and we have it. So I'll, I'll, I was going to go into that now. At the bottom, we have the demographics of the survey as well, the methodology. The majority of people in the survey were casual gamers, and the majority were 46 to 60 year old, but they had people in all the groups. Okay. Um, they took 500 responses from each country for a total of 4,000 global responses from January 5th to January 12th, 2021. So you actually were pretty right that the data is more last year's data than this year's data because it was in January that they took these surveys. And it's 500 people per country from consumer panels. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the 56% of people started watching others play video games in relation to the 44 who didn't. That's a you know maybe a good indication for for streamers. I don't know what. I, well, remember I, for the forty four percent said no in that they did not start watching others play video yeah, games. Yeah, this is not an watch. answer on whether they did it already, right? Right, but that's good for um. I, I guess what I was uh, trying to bring out is just good for a good influx of totally eyes. <laughs> yeah, video games, streaming, and online, like, the online visibility is growing constantly, for yeah. sure. It only gets bigger every year, right? Yep. Yep. So, yeah. So, that was our 2021 data special. I mean, I feel like if we get another one of these next year, we should do one of these again for sure, because this was super interesting. Yeah, we should. I concur. Uh, you know I love I my data. I concur. I'm a data boy. So, anyway... Uh, do we have a quality time question, yeah. patron question, before we get ourselves out of here? We do. It is from uh, 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 I, I am. I'm actually a little perplexed. Yes. Okay. Here it is. The first one. The the next one we need to answer is yep. from Dylan Otea. Okay. And he asks. Do you feel you should get better rewards for getting 100% in the game after doing every side quest since it takes a lot of time? What do you think? Um, interesting. So basically we're saying, are the 100% rewards, the reward for 100% in a game good enough? Mm -hmm. um, I've basically never 100% games. I think it's dumb. For me personally, like I, that's not something that excites me at all. And I think the big reality here, right, is 
an extremely small percent of players, 100% games, especially larger games. And so I, whether I, I, I don't think the rewards are very good, right? You usually get like a some sort of achievement and maybe a special like screen. But yeah. like, I don't know. I don't think it's worth it for the developers to put that much effort into it because it happens for so few people. Like maybe have like a secret ending where you get some level of collectibles that are like part of the game. But but forgetting everything in a large scale game, I just feel like they know that so few people are going to commit to that, that it's not worth making the reward that crazy. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it. Um, I think the percentage of people who hunt 100%, especially some of the bigger games, um, that that percentage that the side the percentage of the fan the overall player base that does that is probably re- like equivalent ish to the high level competitive ranks percentage, right? Like it's not too much. And if you think about those, like what do you get? You get a rank. You know, you get something to show that you've accomplished it in some games like Rocket League or whatever. You get like decals. You get some aesthetic, um, cosmetic unlock because of it. In my opinion, that's what I was thinking. Like, um, Well, I mean, the ranked rewards are way better than completion rewards for single-player games for sure. Right. So that's kind of what I – that's kind of the angle I was thinking. They They could take it in the direction of like the – competitive rewards that are dulled out like you can in fact inhale so if you get max rank like xp experience point rank in halo 5 you get a custom special armor set right but that's not about like 100 percenting the campaign right no that's just playing a fuck ton of stuff right it's true you yeah i i personally am a fan of that idea like somebody 100 percented it they got an unlock. It also Give them encourages a special skin. A special skin. Some like a player banner kind of thing, uh-huh. whatever, something like that. Yeah, I'm down for that too. I think that's great. Like something a simple reward that isn't too hard to make because not that many people are going to get it, but could still make people feel special. I'm always down for that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So where can people find us? You can find us at kokoalaentertainment.com and enjoy what that website looks like. Because it's going to change. Mm, might be changing on the horizon. Might be but probably soon. not soon. But it will be changing. Entertainment.com. Go there so you can see what it looks like right now before it changes. There you will find links to all of our social media. And you will find links to our upcoming single player physics FPS coming to PC and Xbox. Agora. If you click on the link for Agora on our website, it will take you to the Steam page. Please, please, please consider just wishlisting the game. It helps us a ton. If we can get enough wishlists, we can get on the front page of Steam, which is going to help us get our sales goals, which is going to help us quit our jobs and do this full time, which is what we're trying to do. Um, and you, you don't even need to buy it. Like you don't even need to necessarily buy the game when it comes out. Just please wishlist it. I, we hope you do buy it, and we hope you get really excited about it when we start showing some gameplay and all that. But please just consider wishlisting. You finally saw our social media, including our Patreon. Shout out to all of our patrons: uh, Koala Kazi, Koala Manjaro, Koala Tacular. If you Ooh. are interested in like behind the scenes content, the 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 Patreon is about to be uh, get inundated with a bunch of behind the scenes look at what it took to pull off the ARG, what it took to make the trailer, the reasons why we made certain decisions regarding the trailer, the execution of the trailer, um, the delivery of certain information, um, all the nitty-gritty details. Patrons are going to get it. 
Uh, $2, $5, $10 tier, tier, you also get free merch and stickers depending on the tier you're in. Access to Minecraft Realm. It's fucking crazy. You get all kinds of stuff. Um, and thank you so much for all the patrons who help monthly cover the expenses of the studio. It helps so much. Um, yep. So anyway. You guys will be basically single-handedly responsible for our upgraded website when that happens. Yeah, it's true. The patrons will be paying for the upgraded website pretty much. Yep. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And we will talk to you next week with special guest. Oh, Joe. Joe. From S- Joe, who is working on Song of Iron. Man, the uh, Joe's yeah. last name escapes me. Joe is working on Song of Iron right now. You might have seen it. It's like, um, a, what, what do you call that? Like a two and a half D? It's, side. it's just two D. It just I has mean, three D mo- assets. Right. So isn't that what you call two and a half D? No, two no? and a half D is like uh, isometric. Oh, okay. My bad. <laughs> so, Song of Iron, oh, you might have seen it. It's like you're a Viking and you're. Fu- you, you, you like throw a, it's the like a axe. side-scrolling be- hack and slash beat 'em up kind of game, but sort of modernized and with more like narrative flair to it. I would say. Yeah, it seems I, like. I would say it seems like it's got a nice atmosphere to it. At yeah. least the atmosphere really comes across in all of the the content Joe's put out totally so far. Agreed. Joe has had a prior experience in the AAA industry, including at three four three working on Halo. So we're going to talk to him about all that it's going to be fucking phenomenal and we're of course going to be doing giveaways during yep. the end of the podcast so be there and, and then at the Monday. very end we're going to ask him to give us his epic mega grant and we'll see what he says <laughs> <laughs> yeah the next just kidding joe next monday 8 30 p.m eastern Woo! bye be there. talk to you guys next week see y'all <laughs>